Welcome to the On the Road to Freedom podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We can't wait to get into the Word with you and share some truth that's going to change your life. Make sure and hit the subscribe button and help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the show. You can also connect with us at mylan.org for more helpful resources. Now, let's get into today's show. <laughs> hey there. Hey, man. <laughs> We're out here in uh, Fort Worth Botanical Gardens today and and uh, this beautiful, beautiful fall day in Texas. Mm-hmm. Recently, my wife taught at Eagle Mountain Church. Eagle Mountain International Church is our home church here in Fort Worth. And she taught a ladies' meeting on The Gracious Woman, yes. the book that she wrote. Yeah. And I learned so, I was watching that thing and I learned so much from it. And it was so anointed, it was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And we want to share that with you. We thought it was important enough to turn it into a TV show. So we're out here just doing the roll-ins today. Men, don't turn this off. I learned so much from this. You know, our example, of course, is Jesus himself. Yeah. The Bible says that the graciousness of his word those words coming mm. out of his life yeah. made the people who heard him marvel. And that word's only used a couple of times in the whole Bible. They marveled yeah. at what Jesus said. And graciousness is a part of growing up in God, mm. learning how to get uh, things done with kindness and with gentleness and with love. That's so true, I just want to encourage you to get ready to learn because God is ready to increase his favor upon your life through graciousness. Of course, John 8, 31 and 32 says, if you continue in my word, and this is Jesus talking, you will be my disciples truly, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that's the will of God for your lives. So stay tuned, hang on to every word. This is gonna be good, and I'll talk to you in a little bit. Oh, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Y'all can be seated, thank you. Just so you know this, women getting respect was not Aretha Franklin's idea. It wasn't even the feminist movement's idea. It was God's idea. (laughs) He gave women a promise in his word concerning respect. So that's where we're going to go tonight. How many of you want to have a voice that makes a difference for Jesus? Amen. That really makes a difference for him. So when I talk about respect, that's what I'm talking about. I'm about talking about having a voice, having a platform in the earth having influence for him. Now, when I talk about a voice, I'm not just talking about talking because there's a lot of people talking. When you have a voice, that means they are listening to you, right? So that's what gives you the opportunity to really make a difference for Jesus. And that only comes through respect that comes through the favor of God with man. Of course, in order for us to walk in the fullness of our call, then we're going to need to have that platform for him, for his glory. I had been in business. I'd been in a career in Dallas. And I really thought that being a strong woman meant that I had to demand respect. I really believed that if I didn't fight for my rights, I was going to be walked on. And what I learned in this journey with the Lord is I found that if I would simply make gracious choices, then respect was guaranteed. And this is based on Proverbs eleven sixteen, which says, a gracious woman gains respect. A gracious woman. You mean it's not the loud, 
aggressive, belligerent, defiant, obstinate, in your face, tell it like it is, don't mess with me, I'll put you in your place, woman. That gets respect. No, God said, it's real simple, it's a gracious woman that gets respect, gains respect. Hallelujah, what a beautiful promise from the Lord. But how many, how many of you know that's the exact opposite of what we're hearing from the world? In media, in TV, in movies, we're being told if we're not that long description of that woman I just said, loud and aggressive and defiant, that that's who we should respect as brave. That's who a courageous woman is, but that's not what God says. So right now, you know, I know it's a woman's world right now. It really is. For the first time I've ever seen, it is a woman's world. But the problem with that mindset is that we're both created in the image of God. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So we're both created in the image of God. Now, I can't teach on what I'm about to say here, but please understand, he created them male and female. He did not create any other categories. And amen. And he is not confused. If you were born a female, then his design, his purpose, and his plan for you was for you to be a female. Amen. Okay. So in Christ, we need to know that there's mutual honor for male and female, for each other's role and purpose. There should be no competition. Each of us have been gifted by God with unique talents, with unique gifts that should be celebrated. Amen? Now, let me give an example of this. Brother Copeland, when Mylon and I married, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, we're going on 24 years now, and Brother Copeland married us. And when he was ordaining me into full-time ministry on my wedding day. So I'm in my wedding gown, and we're on the steps, and it was a beautiful, we took communion, and I remember the, ten, the anointing was so tangible. It was so heavy. It was so tangible. I thought, Lord, I can't fall out in my wedding gown. <laughs> I mean, you know, fall down the steps. I can't, please, Lord. So let me hear every word. So when Brother Copeland and they got through praying, he looked at me, and he said, he said something I'll never forget, and it helped me from that day forward. He said he was praying for Gloria one day, and the Lord spoke to him and said, Kenneth, if Gloria had not stepped out and walked in the fullness of her call, you, Kenneth, would not be where you are today. Wow. And so he looked at me, you know, with those blue eyes, piercing blue eyes that didn't blink. And he pointed, he said, so Christy, preach the word. Preach the word, preach the word. And so I never forgot that because in order for Mylon to get where God had called him, I was going to have to step out of the boat, right? I was going to have to take the step of faith and walk in the fullness of my call if I was really going to help Mylon, if we were going to be a team for Jesus. So ladies, again, it's so important that we understand there should be mutual honor for each other, male and female, husband and wife. Amen. In Christ, we are equally valuable. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, 
male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. As children of God, we are joint heirs with Christ. Jesus died for both male and female. So if one is valued or celebrated more than the other, then according to God, we're out of order. Does that make sense? Okay, so I wanted to establish that first concerning respect. There really should be mutual respect for male and female. Romans 13, 7 says, Render to all men their dues. Respect to whom respect is due, and honor to whom honor is due. One of the reasons why I wrote this book was, first of all, I was seeing this example of women and that loud, belligerent, aggressive woman being shown as brave. But then also, I was seeing a demand for respect, what we're hearing, demanding respect based on external traits alone. Let me give you an example. I demand respect because I am woman. Hear me roar. I demand respect because of my education. I demand respect because of my ancestry. Whatever it is, but those are external traits. But God's definition of respect is based on internal qualities. Like loyalty, faithfulness, integrity, character. And when true respect is earned, now please get this, when true respect is earned based on internal qualities, then external traits diminish. That's when we achieve equality and there's no more bias between gender or between the color of our skin. Does that make sense? Now, the reason why I'm going to testify to you because I actually saw this in business When I worked in Dallas, I was an interior designer in North Dallas. And at the time, I was the youngest at the company and, of course, a woman (laughs) and a Christian. At the time, I don't know of another Christian at the company I was at. So all of those traits in the natural could have been working against me. But I applied God's word in that situation And I saw those external traits diminished when true respect was earned. And let me give you a a scripture for this. Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. This is the scripture God gave me in business. And it says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Then you will find favor with both God and people. And you will earn a good reputation. You'll earn a good reputation. There's the respect. You'll find favor. There's the voice. How did this come? Loyalty and kindness. You mean this didn't come because I was putting them in their place? This didn't come because I was fighting for my rights? No, according to God, it came through loyalty and kindness. In the NIV, it comes through love and faithfulness. The New King James, mercy and truth. So these are all attributes of graciousness. These are all fruits of the Holy Spirit. And God said, if you'll, if you'll develop those internal qualities, I'll give you favor with man. And I'll give you a good reputation. I'll give you respect. 
And let me, let me give you my testimony in this. When the Lord showed me this in business, I started focusing on, okay, Lord, show me loyalty. Show me faithfulness to my employers, to my clients. And I began to cultivate this and be mindful of it. In addition to every day going into work saying, Lord, I thank you that you give me favor with man. I thank you that you bring me the best clients. And I thank you, Lord, that you help me close the deals. <laughs> you help me close. And so when I began to cultivate this, my business exploded. I mean, just phenomenal growth, uncommon, unprecedented favor. And the, my college, I'd gone to a state university here in Texas. My college called me and said, in the history of our department, no student has ever done this well this quick. Will you come back and talk to our students and tell them what you've done? And so now I'm on a platform with other members in the community in, in my profession who came back to my state university and did a discussion. And now I'm getting to tell hundreds of students about Jesus. What, now see, that's the purpose of the respect. That's the purpose of having a voice is that God increases, expands your platform and increases your realm of influence in the earth. Why? To give him glory. Amen. So that was the first thing he did. Then after that, and, and within the next year, my bosses came to me and said, in the history of the company, you remember those words I said earlier? It's unprecedented. That's what God's wanting to do for you. In the history of, my, of our company, we've never had anyone do this well, this quick, especially at this young age. What are you doing? And so my bosses, again, well, here's what I was able to do. I went to the Lord and said, Lord, he, you know, I didn't even expect this level of blessing. And he reminded me, Christy, I'm giving you a platform to testify of my goodness. You give me all the glory, right? So my bosses, they came to me and they know, you know, she just got out of college. She doesn't know nothing. <laughs> I mean, really. Again, I told you this. I wasn't business savvy. I didn't know how to hustle and hype. I didn't know how to, to uh, do what maybe the other people at. The people who were working with me were 10, 20 years ahead of me in their career. So they wanted to know, what are you doing? So again, I got to testify. I pray for favor. And God gives me favor with my clients, he brings me the best. And here's where there was their answer. They said, well, we don't know about that, but we do know somebody is looking out for you. <laughs> right? God is so good. And so that increase, he's ready to do that for you. Here's what the, the word the Lord gave me. And I'm real careful about when I say the Lord said. So when I say that to you, I know this is from God for you. He told me that supernatural acceleration of success is available to you now if you'll choose graciousness. Graciousness opens the door to God's favor. Praise the Lord. Especially those of you, you may, be, I was in my 20s when God did that. Those of you who are in your 20s or, or even coming into your 20s, get ready. It's available to you. Praise God. Supernatural acceleration of success 
is available to you right now if you'll choose graciousness. Hey, all you precious Team Milan people, let me read you something. God said in Acts 1 and verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere to the ends of the earth. That's what you're a part of every day. You're not just going witnessing. You are a 24-7 witness all over the world. You're doing your part. We're doing ours, and God's doing his. Love you, Team Island. Thank you. So what is graciousness? Gracious is defined as kind, friendly, something as simple as being friendly and smiling is being gracious, being gentle, being courteous, having manners. You mean things like please and thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, that's being gracious. Our mamas were right. (laughs) That's being courteous. Also being a giver. Mindful to be a blessing. That's being gracious. But the first step to any growth, to any change, is that we have to settle the Word of God is the truth. Now, I know I'm in the right place for that, but you know there's there's no such thing as my truth, your truth, their truth. There is only one truth and it is the Word of God. Amen? So that means we make God's Word final authority. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. No matter what example you're seeing on TV and media and in magazines, God says don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. And again, we're being told that if we're not aggressive, if we're not defiant, if we're not belligerent, we won't achieve equality. We must guard against a secular mindset influencing our heart and mind. And you know, if you choose tonight to be gracious, to start making gracious choices instead of telling that person off, it's going to make you unique. You're going to stand out. It's rare. And I want to tell you, that's why I wore this shirt tonight. This is a reminder. I'm doing a visual aid tonight in my outfit. And Mylon actually found this for me. You know, we were shopping for him for his birthday, and he picked this out for me. But when I bought it, and look on the back. (laughs) So my gracious woman shirt. So, um, but what I loved about it is when the guy was telling me about it, he said it's a limited edition. I'd never heard of such a thing. He said there's only 259, I think he might have said 259 that were made, and you have number 59. And so Miley started laughing. He goes, well, Christy, when you get done wearing it, we'll just frame it and hang it in your closet. (laughs) But what I loved about it is it's limited edition. What does that mean? It's rare. Being gracious is rare nowadays. And you know what? This costs more because it was rare. And being gracious, it costs more. 
Why do I say that? Because it's a whole lot easier to just tell that person off. It's a whole lot easier when your flesh just wants to put them in, put them in their place. But you use self-control. And you choose to be patient and kind. That costs you. So that's my little visual aid here when you see me walking back and forth. Because when we choose graciousness, we're choosing the narrow path. Let me finish that scripture. So be transformed. This is important. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's how you avoid copying the behaviors and customs of this world. That's what's happening right now. Your mind is being renewed to the word. Then, here's the reward. Then you'll learn what is the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. That's what we all want. The good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God, that's where the blessed life is. That's where holy matrimony is. That's where you fulfill your call and walk in the fullness of it. It's in the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. Praise God, and you get your mind renewed, you will see life from God's point of view. And the reason why that's so important is because when you see life from his point of view, you won't be angry anymore. And most of the movements that we're seeing right now are driven by rage. And anger will never right a wrong. The word says man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. Anger will never right a wrong. Now, I'm not talking about righteous indignation. There are times, especially in prayer, when we're taking our authority in Christ, the kingdom of God's taken by violence and the violent take it by force. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about a natural anger out of the flesh to fight for your rights. And love does not insist on its own way or its own rights. That's right. And that's in 1 Corinthians 13. So we're pursuing the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. So to do that, we have to refuse the world's definition of a strong woman. Our identity, please, if you're taking notes, this is so important. Our identity should only be defined by the word of God, not social media. Now, contrary to what social media may try to make you to believe, it is not the woman who has the perfect figure and the coolest clothes and the right hairstyle that, gets in, that gains influence. But not, not according to God. God said it is a woman who trusts Him that's going to be admired and praised. Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceitful, beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, that, re- that means reverences Him, she shall be praised. There's the influence. There's the respect. There's the voice. Amen? Now, this message, it's not just for women. It's for men, too, by the way. King Jesus, in Luke 4.22, it says, They all bore witness to Him, and they marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? They marveled. Jesus spoke gracious words that caused them to marvel. Now, when I looked this up, the only other time they marveled was at his miracles. And we have minimized this. The importance of speaking graciously and kindly 
impatiently to people. And it caused them to marvel. So being, please get this, being gracious affects your witness. Jesus is coming soon. This is real important to the Lord that our light shines bright and we walk in graciousness, kindness, patience, gentleness. And you know, for those of you who may think gentleness is weakness, Matthew eleven twenty nine, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am gentle. I'm lonely, lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul. So Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, there's no one tougher. There's no one stronger than King Jesus. And he said, learn of me, I am gentle. So you can cast down that imagination because that's what we're hearing out there. If you choose gentleness, you're going to be walked on. You'll be a doormat. You know, that's why I've got my combat boots on now too. I thought in the cream color, they'd be a little more gracious looking. <laughs> so, but ladies, we're in a war. So when I'm talking to you about graciousness, I'm not talking about being wimpy or weak. Gracious women are strong women. Gracious women are bold women. We're to speak the truth boldly in love. That, that requires boldness. But here's the key, we speak it in love. That's what makes us gracious, right? Well, baby, that was awesome. <laughs> Great. Thank you for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. We're all growing as the truth comes to you. It yeah. does not come back void. The Amen. Word of God never comes back void. It accomplishes the goal to which He spoke it. Yes. And it is doing that in your heart. You Amen. don't necessarily feel it, but you will see the results of God's Word coming. God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. And remember, stay in the Word because that'll keep you on, on the, the road, road to freedom. freedom.